0: He didn't yeah. want to let Backstrom down. He didn't want to let OV down. If I go to Rocket Bar, I know I'm getting pretty fucked up.
1: I Think this is a good player? He's a very good, skilled player. The Hurricanes are fucking garbage. Dude, if you played the Billy Bruins back in the day, you knew this play what it do dmv
0: episode 66 of Chirpin dmv i'm here with the boys kp and ab we've got an awesome interview coming up in a bit with ryan ellis i think he might be one of our new best friends now but kp let's start with you man how was your weekend
1: it was it was all right just hung out on my couch Didn't nothing crazy nothing crazy i mean worked and I did watch a UFC fight, though. So if you want to get okay. it. okay, we we really watched it, two. Let's
0: get into that. Let's get into that first because we I went to AB's this weekend. We'll get to our weekend because it kind of got out of control. But yeah, UFC fight Saturday night. I go five and zero on that card in terms Ooh. of betting, but nice. technically four and low, four and one because they fucked Max Holloway out of that decision.
1: Yeah, that was fucked. Such bullshit. But- but that was the only underdog we bet on, and he mm-hmm. should have won. Are you not a Mazda dog guy? i mean i like
0: masvidal but he wasn't winning that fight not on six days like, notice i thought yeah. he
1: i thought he was gonna i thought he was gonna come out and just knock him out
0: no i mean think of fights when that's happened remember ufc 200 when cormier was supposed to fight brock lesnar but anderson silva had to step in so uh, you, you know uzman you game plan for months in your training camp to beat gilbert burns who's a completely different fighter than masvidal so you have to you're not losing your belt off some dumb fight so you're literally going to hug him, hold him, stomp on his feet like an asshole, and then just do what you can to win the decision, and that's what he did.
1: Yeah, no, I just thought Jorge was going to have, like, the Conor McGregor mojo. He had such a big big hype up until oh. this fight, and then he had a lot of balls taking this fight. I just mm-hmm. thought he was going to go out there and get a, a lucky one. I'll say, you, you mentioned McGregor, like, it was kind of like the McGregor-Khabib
0: fight, where all the hype is on McGregor, even though everyone knew yeah. Khabib was just... Gonna early. kill him. Yeah, it was a better fighter, mm-hmm. and... Cause I was, I am a Masvidal fan, but I was like, Billman obviously knows way more than I do. And I was just like, it was a five and zero card for me. God damn it. I was like, yeah, I was like, yo, I love Masvidal, but like, is the smart money here just to take it? And he's like, Oh yeah. Like it's not even, it might not even be close. I was like, all right. right. Rose fight was awesome. Yep. Rose fight. And then uh, obviously the, um, the Max Holloway fight was great. But uh, so yeah, AB our weekend, good times.
1: Yeah, as always.
0: Uh, I mean, what what day did you call, you came down Friday? I came down Friday afternoon. And I was sitting there, finished up work around one o'clock. I was like, ah, you know what? I think I'm gonna drive to the Bay House. Yeah, he comes down Friday. Um, well, I mean, we didn't do much. I mean, we took it. Out, we took out the boat, but took it out for a little bit. Came back, played a little Sauce Kit. Played yeah, played some Sauce Kit. Played some Warzone. Got a dub. Um, <laughs> and Saturday, Kreppel – We actually randomly texted Kreppel on. Friday. I forget what were you texting about? And then something but, random. Yeah. Yeah. And then Billman says in the group, he's like, yo, I'm on my way. And then I was like, Oh shit, crap. Bill's coming over this weekend. You want to come? And then he was like, uh, I think me and Emily were going to go to the beach, but I could probably try to convince her to come down instead. And we're like, sweet. And then he drove right. down and took the boat out to the jetty. Uh-huh. And had a Nice $270 tab later. Yeah. About three hours at the jetty, 270 bucks later. We, uh, the jetty's the best man. You dock up, you, they serve you right to the boat. I mean, we had music playing on the boat
2: and, that's how you do the
0: jetty correctly. Like we, yeah. this entire time we, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like when we go to the jetty, we still black out every time. <laughs> and like, you know, like we'll go at night and just like be sitting there, like jamming on with the live band, mm-hmm. but going on boat and staying on the boat, is a mm. thousand percent the best way to do it the best you you chill on the boat they bring you your food your drinks everything you sit there you look like a badass just sitting on your boat where everybody's at <laughs> tables and i just noticed this both days or so saturday we did that Kreppel was planning on going home and yeah. i was like that's not happening you're not going home once we start drinking you're not going home yeah so like he it was around like I guess we got back around, like, pretty early that day. like four Well, we got back, and then Brandon came and met us at the Bay House, and we're like, yeah. hey, Emily wants a bottle of tequila, and if we get that tequila, crap's got to stay. Yeah. So, yeah, we got that bottle of tequila, and then, yeah, we convinced them to stay. Then Sunday happens, or we just get we just banged up for the rest of the day at the house. Sunday happens. So hot. Yeah, I, I woke up, like, kind of still feeling good, and I was just like, I could Sunday fun day today if you guys are down. And Brandon was like, I got to go home at some point today because I got to work tomorrow. But, I mean, I could be down to go to the jetty for like one drink. And I was just like, that's not happening. Yeah. I mean, I had one of those headaches where I was like, I'm dead. I can't do anything until at least Wednesday. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll go on the boat, go to the jetty for one drink and some tacos and see how I feel. And And then then five hours in a $400 tab later, (laughs) we were hammered and just completely throttled. And It was six o'clock in the evening. We got into a shop war. There's a table of girls, like, right down from – like, two tables down from us. And we're like, all right. Like, we we're keeping an eye on them, obviously. We're playing music. We're having a good time, drinking Orange Crushes, eating food. We're like, all right. If we see them, we see these girls start ordering shots. We're like, all right, they're in a party mood like we are. So we send them around the shots. They send them around the shots right back at us. We send them another round of shots right back at them over, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> the poor, like, table of, like, three older people that were in between our boat and the girls' table were just like <laughs> – what is going on right now? We're like <laughs> hollering back and forth at this table of girls. It was, it, it was, it got very aggressive very quickly. Cause we were kind of like not feeling great still, even still on the boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were slamming crushes, but like once we took oh, those bombs. Yeah. Once we got the bombs in us, it was, it was game over. <laughs> It's like, we, this is going to escalate. We just took flight. It was, it was like, we oh, took God. flight. So yeah, we finally get, we get back to the house. I cook up some dinner and the next thing you know, I'm asleep at like nine o'clock. I wake up at 3am just clueless. Like what? Yeah. Brandon was like, yeah, I got to go home. And then I was like, you're not, dude, you're not going home. Like, <laughs> we're wasting right now. <laughs> we're wasted. So it's Tuesday. If you're listening, it's Monday for us. We're recording today. First day of training camp phase three. If you're listening, Tuesday it's day two of training camp. The Caps are back on the ice. Let's go over this first, guys. We have an official schedule. Caps first, Lightning game one, August third. Two day break, August sixth. Caps first, the Flyers. One day break, and then August eighth, Caps first to Bruins. I mean, let's just dive into it real quick, KP. I mean, we're going, we're going Lightning, Flyers, Bruins. Thoughts on the schedule as it sits right now?
1: Uh, I think it's a, it's going to be a good uh, tough uh, tough three matchups. I mean, they're going to be. Good games are not going to be anything like the qualifying series because those are going to be more like playoff games, but I think these are going to be meaningful games.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, A.B., we get a day between – actually, we get a two-day break between game one and two and then only a day between games uh, two and three. It's The gambler in me doesn't I, – I don't like any of these mashups. I honestly don't like – I don't know if I want to gamble on the playoffs at all, <laughs> to be quite honest, because <laughs> you just have no fucking clue what's going to happen with everyone like responding to this big – this long break. I mean, we said it over and over and over again. You just never know what's going to happen after this, what, four month break now. Yeah. So as, as much as we can speculate, I mean, if you want to dive into it a little bit, I guess, I mean, we always say we've, we've, we say it in this interview with Ryan Ellis too, that the caps start off hot every year. So that kind of bodes well for us, but at the same time, yeah, we start off hot, but like, if you think, if you really think about it, the first ten games we normally don't, which is kind of huge. You know what I mean? Like we only have ten games. Like it's, we'll have our first ten games. We'll go like six and four, or like five and five, or something. And then once we hit like end of October slash no, or end of November, it's that November to like January time where we're just like on full flight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's the way we start the season. And not the way – like he, like you going back to that Ryan Ellis interview that's going to be coming up shortly. We always tailor off around that January, February, March stint. And, right. I mean, Tarek so talks about it, too, if we want to digress FRs because we have an older veteran team. Yeah, we have an older veteran team. So, I, at least we have three games to pick it up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like three games that are – like they still mean something, but are also like it's not like we're going to be out. You know, it's not life or death. It's not a life or death situation for them yet. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so the entire, entire schedule's out. I mean, looking at it, if every Eastern Conference qualifying round series is done in three games, there's a sweep in every one, that's done August 6th, and you still got 7th, 8th, and 9th. Um, so August 10th is the official day off before the playoffs actually start. But here's something interesting, guys. Like I said, with the schedule being announced, it's looking like there's 15 hours of hockey a day. So KP, I mean, there's three a day in Toronto, three a day in Edmonton. Eastern time, which we're looking at here because if you're a Terp DMV, we're in the DMV. Well, actually, shout out to our Spain listeners because we somehow get hundreds of downloads from people in Spain. So shout out to them. But so 12 p.m. in Toronto Eastern time, (laughs) 2 p.m. Eastern time in Edmonton, 4 p.m. Toronto, 6 p.m. Edmonton, 8 p.m. Toronto, 10 p.m. Edmonton. So all day, every day, we have a shit ton of hockey to watch.
1: Where are these games broadcasted?
0: I probably shouldn't be putting this out in the world, but I'm going to anyway. Right now, I'm like currently unemployed, so if this was happening right now, I would be in heaven. You would be doing nothing but watching games all day, I'd every day, literally all day, just every day. stuck to my TV, just watching every single game,
1: making bets on every game. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I this. If you were sitting at home, you would do it. You'd be. I'm telling you, i am stay away. They do nothing else on this
0: quarantine. I know. Oh. oh NASCAR is on and shit. I'm not betting on that. It's The only thing you can gamble on, like, dude, I'm telling you, this quarantine kind of. I don't want to NASCAR. It this quarantine kind of like kicked my gambling, my bad gambling habit out.
1: Like maybe it. it, maybe it that's a good thing then. Don't get maybe, back into it. Well, go to church.
0: We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I. I know I'm too scared to bet on the playoffs right now. Like it's uh,
1: yeah, I, but maybe after the first round you'll feel a little more confident once you watch everybody play some games and shit.
0: Probably that's what's going to happen. You are right.
1: Another thing uh, I want to say we should talk about is, do you think the young players or the younger teams are going to do better? We did mention the Cavs being an older older veteran team. Do you think, like, the McDavid, Matthews, like the younger driven teams are going to be better?
0: I don't know because – Again, it's I just have no fucking
1: clue. It's, I mean, it, 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 we're it coming
0: a, off of an off season, pretty much to a brand new
1: season, so it's tough to. Dude, Matthews right. always scores like four goals in his first game of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's Ovi. Well,
0: yeah, you Matthews were bitching is the, that I said
1: Ovi's gonna have six in the first three games. That, still, r- true, I'm still riding but, that. Want to put that out there?
0: Well, was it at this the start of this season that Ovi had two hat tricks in the first three games, Our first four games? Yeah, that was like uh, that? that was like a couple of seasons ago, I think, because I was at one. Same, of the same shit though. Yeah, I was. I was at the game. He had a hat trick is um is the Montreal Can- was playing the Montreal Canadiens, and it was probably their first or second home game. And he had a hat trick like in the first ten minutes of the game. It was unreal. I was like, holy shit. Like we he scored he scored it was one a four goal first- game, right? Yeah, I think so. And he scored one like like within like the first his first shift, like the first minute. Mm-hmm. And my dad said something. He's like, I think ov gonna have like two goals tonight. And I was like, all right, sure. Scores right away and he was like I told you he's getting two. Literally less than another minute later, he scores it again. He's like, there's two already. He might get two more. And then he ended up getting two more. <laughs> That's right, because it wasn't game two of that season at New Jersey and he gets a hat trick, so he started the season off with seven goals in two games. Yeah, he had seven goals in like three games or something like that. Ah, shit. Dude,
1: anytime Ovi gets one goal, everybody goes, oh, I bet you Ovi's getting a hat trick. If,
0: yeah, if it's early enough in the game, yeah. if he gets one in the first period. If you early-
1: always get that feeling.
0: Yeah, the first ten minutes of the first period. That's that's the thing about. it. It'll I be, felt it in the third he's third the period where he gets more than
1: just one goal. Yeah, and he's always I'm due for an empty netter.
0: Yeah, I mean, so Kyle, going back to what you said a minute ago, talking about the broadcast and stuff like that. So it looks like since the CBA and all this stuff got approved, I think it's Joe B. Locker and Alan May on the calls for the qual for our round robin and then the first round of the playoffs for us. So it's kind of like normal playoffs, or as you get the local broadcast of round one and then it goes to NBC right after. So kind of pumped that we're going to have Joby and locker.
1: Are they going to be there or are they doing this? Like I, I they there. Yeah. They got to be there. Right. I don't know how they, imagine do it, there. how they could do it through tele be too delayed.
0: Yeah. I'd imagine they're there with a wall between the both of them and they're going to be watching it off the screens. I don't, I don't know, but I'm pumped to have Joby and locker. Yeah. And have masks. They're going to have masks on probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Are they just doing the first three games or are they doing all playoffs? First three games and then the first round of the playoffs. Okay. So nice. we're going to get Joe being locker for a good bit. Um, another kind of interesting date here. So if you put everything into, uh, if you start doing math, we're not math guys, but so the Stanley cup final is going to be like September 20th, August 2nd.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> kind of nuts. Kind of nuts. I mean, I, I don't know if you want to get into this, this conversation. Like, when, when do you think they'll start the next season? January. Well, something i read was like the NHL is really still trying to get the eighty-two games in next season. That's crazy. So like, they'll start late, but it might be the thing like this year where they start late and then the Cup is through October again. I Fuck, did read-
1: just start in October.
0: I did. I did read. No, there's no way. They Just ra- raise the cup, you start and then two the weeks later, two yes. weeks later, you're starting the
1: <laughs> All the other teams are prepared, they're rested, and whoever wins the cup, you're fucked. <laughs> so the Caps are <laughs> fucked is what you're saying. <laughs> if you win, that's your reward. That's true, I guess. Um, but I did read that they
0: were trying to, like, not shorten uh, road trips, but they're making road trips so that, like, you're hitting teams, like, on the way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so mm-hmm. when they, when you do that California road trip, like you hit LA Anaheim, then San Jose or whatever, or however, I mean, that's like, what we do now, but like in terms of like breaking it down even smarter, which I think Jonathan Taze brought up a good point, maybe last season in an article or on a podcast or something, it was like, it needs to be way more intelligent how games are scheduled. Cause why am I going to go do the California road trip? come back for a home game, and then the next night I'm flying to, like, Dallas. Like, what the yeah. fuck sense does that make? Where it's like, all right, if the Caps got to do the California road trip, why not hit, like, Nashville and then Dallas and kind of, like, hop through Arizona, that part? Arizona, yeah. like, all. And then yeah. come up the coast, and then, boom, seven games, and then you're back in D.C., and you have a pretty hefty four to five home games.
1: At well, least. that's so hard when you really want to think about it because you have to deal with the NBA – In the other teams, like a lot of these arenas are shared with other teams, so you got to base off their schedule as well. Yeah, I mean it's hard, but I mean that's what they they probably could get done. I would say that's what those
0: people are getting paid for. Their job is literally to schedule these games and schedule venues and shit. So Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like they have to kind of figure it out. Figure it out, yeah. Tell them figure it out. I mean, you can almost tell. You could almost have like the NHL and NBA almost collaborate with one another. They probably do already any a little bit scheduling wise. Mm -hmm and just be like look maybe we should send our teams almost out together like teams that have cities like the like the wizards and the caps are going and they're they're going to the same like road trip you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean I, I know that's almost impossible to ask for that's but like i don't know i'm just throwing out like random ideas to like try to keep it as safe as possible just shooting i don't know yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's just kind of still in the back burner until next year, but, or until the offseason at least, because they got so much to deal with now. But, yeah, I did see a report that says they're trying to work on an 82-game schedule. Uh, next up, let's keep talking about the bubble. They have hotel assignments out for Edmonton and Toronto. Edmonton split right down the middle. But Toronto, on the other hand, we're in Hotel X. It's the Caps, the Bruins, the Lightnings, the Pens, and the Flyers. Dude, It's all the best, it's all the best teams. I think y- you think they're thinking like these are the teams that are going to continuously move on and probably right, get to might, the final four and they, they low-key might be doing that. I've no, I've no clue. Like it, it, it was just funny that literally the top four teams, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but the top four teams plus Pittsburgh, like, right. Yeah. I, like, I don't Why not just do six and six one? I don't know why they didn't just do that, but, um, Yeah, I just thought it was pretty funny. I mean, what do you think happens when two teams
1: are playing against each other in those hotels? And then, like, Malkin and Wilson get into the elevator with each other at the same time? Yeah, like, anyone who sees Brad
0: Marchand, who's not on his team, is probably going to try to murder him. Like, if you run into nobody's going
1: to do that, They're
0: they're all gentlemen. No, they're not.
1: There were a bunch of savages, dude. Yeah, some of our savages.
0: I mean, the, <laughs> that, that Ovechkin Twitter account, the at Ovechkin, with that guy that posts all that funny shit. He put up that uh, that video. It's like caps in the lobby of Hotel X at 4 a.m. every night. We'll put the audio in right here. But um, yeah, it's just the Caps doing their pregame bullshit where they're just going bananas like. A-grah! So we'll try to explain it. But like I said, we'll put the audio in. So I can see that Caps team just running amok. But I, so what I've seen, it's every player. I mean, obviously, each team has their own floor to the hotel. Every player has their own room. And you can't hang out in another player's room. Uh, like your own teammates? Yeah. So you have your own. So Ovechkin has his own room because Netsov has his own room. and You can't go in each other's rooms. But there are obviously the bars and restaurants and gym Yeah, they shit can hang out
1: other places. In. Yeah. Which is cool. So I saw um, this on NBA Twitter that people were getting or ladies were getting DM'd invited into the D, the NBA bubble. Do you think any Caps players will partake in DMing women to come to no. the Caps bubble? Brandon uh, Brian taking well. Yeah, oh, he's
0: not She's a, part not of a team. Cap
1: anymore. Sorry, see ya. Uh, the NBA oh, they are in Toronto. Toronto is a big
0: yeah, but hook, yeah, Hooker Town. Pretty much, this entire Caps team is wiped up with kids like NBA guys you are getting try- there's already girls like putting out stuff saying they're getting like you said they're getting DMs like they're all like NBA players are already trying to leave the bubble and they're in Florida for fuck's sake we talk about is it with Dallas
1: is Dallas in the playoffs yeah yeah Tyler Tyler Sagan's definitely throwing up like an yeah. the like I'm in Toronto what's up he's or in Edmonton he though or Edmonton yeah definitely even better yeah nope. you're right Sagan definitely doing it like all the young guys about like uh, like
0: um Charlie McAvoy uh-huh awesome awesome Matthew's probably doing it he, actually he probably already has one uh, like in Toronto he's staying in Toronto right yeah 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 Toronto uh, yeah because the Leafs are home yeah so yeah I guess we'll see uh last thing I got like you said today yesterday it's the first week of training camp so the Caps have officially announced their roster uh so goalies our guy Phoenix Copley that's our guy replying to our story this
1: week recurring uh, guest hopefully. recurring
0: guest yeah best friend uh Phoenix Copley Brayden Holtby Elias Samsonov uh, Vitek Vanacek. On the defense, we got Alexander Alexiev, uh, John Carlson, Brendan Dillon, Faye Harvey, Gudis, Jensen, Kemper, Lewington, Orlov, and Sieg's. Uh, the forward lineup, we got Nick Backstrom, Travis Boyd, Dowd, Eller, Shane Gersich, Hags, Hathaway, Kovalchuk, Kuzi, Philip, Millette, Tom Wilson, Vrana, Sprong, Brian Fino, Garrett Pilon, Richard Panik, Alex Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, Connor McMichael, and Beck Malenstein. So that's our entire roster. It looks like we are taking uh, to Edmonton with us. Yeah, uh, who's taking Leipzig's spot? Travis. I don't know. There's like a million guys on what the fourth line. Yeah, Travis Leipzig Boyd. wasn't even playing. I mean, when's last, I mean, ever since I guess that's true. like he hadn't played in like two months. Yeah, I guess that's really. True. It was because um, it was Boyd Panic. And um, down, really? Boy Kobe. That's true. It's been Boyd Panic and Dowd for the most part. Yeah. Um. I, I like. I I love the way Boyd plays. I wish there was a spot that he could sneak into the the top twelve. But I mean,
1: well, talking about that, do you think the fourth line is going to be a set deal? They're going to go with what they had, or is it going to be an open tryout?
0: I think it's a rotation. Think, You'll see. We'll go, we got to see what happens. I, I think. I think it'll be the same same thing as I think I think the opening night roster will be the same as it, it was like like when we were
1: when it ended. What if Mick Michaels out there in practice uh just flying and he's buzzing and he's looking good. You know you're not, not going to give yeah. him a sniff. Come on Todd. I, I mean you might not maybe not the first game but you might game 2 or game 3 depending on how We're not even uh, in the playoffs when you are for in a
0: series you're and we're down two games killed. and you need some you need a jolt. We're getting got killed got by speed. a team with a lot yeah. of speed. I'm not yeah I mean I it, it's definitely possible that it could happen but his game is a top 6 game and he's not cracking that top 6. You know mm-hmm. what I
1: mean? Put put him on the fourth line. He'll he'll mm-hmm. roll with those dudes. I mean you can but it's just a different style of play then. You know like he has to change up his
0: entire game if he's going to be on that fourth line. You know what I mean? Like a, a little bit but he could still be that It's kind of why Keith the Coin like players like Keith the Coin who is really really good like didn't necessarily like crack an entire like a full NHL career because he was a top six player you know what I mean he, yeah. he power play minutes. on the top six he needs 18, 18 to 19 minutes in order to be successful and I just kind of think that's also like obviously we haven't seen him play nearly enough he's only played juniors um but I like I kind of can see that being Connor McMichael's game a little bit so and
1: I mean who are you going to take off that top six
2: Mm-hmm.
1: like i think I, I definitely wouldn't do anything to the top six the exactly. only way he gets a chance is a fourth line like i would think that beck
0: mellenstein might have a better chance than mcmichael to crack the lineup because just because of his,
1: his style of play kind of simulates right, right. yeah i mean I, again I that.
0: again i'm obviously i, I have no credibility to, to what i'm talking about i guess but i mean that's, neither do i that's what we it are feels like. we are journalists here yeah okay all right We're definitely uh, journalists now that's what it feels like like GMBM and Ty Reardon, for that matter, are, are looking for. They're looking for a fourth-line grinder, not a mm-hmm. elite goal scorer to be on their fourth line. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. true. <laughs> um, so last thing here before we get to the Ryan Ellis interview, NHL says we're not gonna, they're not going to talk about who's got COVID. Nothing's going to be said. We did see a handful of Canadians have it. We saw nine Pittsburgh Penguins get it. So last thing from today's practice, Monday, Samsonov, Kempney, and Alexiev did not participate in practice sessions today per the team. Take that as you may. Who knows what it is? But with that being said, let's kick it over to Ryan Ellis for an awesome interview. All right, we now welcome on an Ashburn, Virginia native, professional stock car racing driver who's also driven in that NASCAR Cup and Infinity Series. He's a 2005 Virginia State Legends Pro Champion, a 2019 Mazda West Coast Champion, 2011 NASA SU National Champion in the 2011 Grand Am ST Rookie of the Year. Guys, we got a George Mason grad on here, played for the club team in his time there, and a massive Caps fan, Ryan Ellis. What's going on, dude? Welcome to the show.
2: What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it. So we're getting some hockey. We're getting some Caps. We're finishing up with some racing. But talking to you last week, you said you have men's leagues on Monday night. So I want to ask you, what kind of men's league guy are you? are you? Are you bringing the beer to the games? Are you buzzing around? Are you coaching from uh, the bench? What are we doing here?
2: I'm like probably the worst kind of beer league guy. Um, I usually leave like I don't join most of the guys for uh, beer afters because it's about an hour away. We don't have a lot of rinks here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, and typically, just like any other beer league game, it's. I think we have a 10-20 game tonight, um, and we had a game Saturday and Sunday. We had two championships because half our team got COVID, so oh. we had it all delayed. Um, so I got all my my gear literally laying out here. All right, so the mason <laughs> bag, still heck yeah. We got the mason bag, so. I'm just kind of cooling it all off, but uh, I think I'm also the guy that kind of gets in too much shit on the rink. Uh, <laughs> takes it a little bit too seriously sometimes, but hey, it's is
0: Yeah, same as us. Kids start, start start, talking a little too much shit every now and then. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, whoops. I, I mean, it's kind of surprising you guys got leagues going on down there. I mean, everything is still pretty much shut down uh, league-wise up here. The only thing we can really do is stick and puck. So are they making you, like, get dressed in the parking lots and come in?
2: I saw that, like, uh, was it MedStars making people home. Yeah,
0: hmm
2: do that um now we're normal which is probably half the reason that people are getting you know coronavirus in our area because um, locker rooms are open bars are open at the rink uh everything's pretty much normal which kind of sucks you got to wear a face mask in and they take your temperature but um mm-hmm. out of the seven guys that are on our team like i think they only had feeders for about a day so it's That's not hard. too bad yeah it's not hard it's hard to check temps and know who has it and who doesn't um half the team didn't even go get checked because they didn't care
0: so we well you were talking about you getting getting into some shit in uh summer leagues. We were all in the same summer league one year or actually for a couple of years. Every single year our team led in penalty minutes by far. Uh-huh. We would have
2: like 250
0: to 300 penalty minutes as a team. The <laughs> second place team would be like 78.
2: That's impressive. So you're like the team that everybody <laughs> hated
0: playing against. Oh yeah. 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 Cuz so we would here's the thing, we would win every single regular season game. I think every year we'd go like 14 and 0 and then we'd just always lose in the playoffs. Yep. And then we get the most penalty minutes. And it was like, all right, successful men's league year guys.
2: That's why I got pissed off. I think we were like nearly undefeated this year in Beer League and uh go to the championship, lost five nothing on Saturday, and then we lost seven to two yesterday. Championships back to back. I was like,
0: that was yeah, like the one year so like you said, we went like fourteen and zero. We get this like the first round, we had a first round by a second round uh game. And we I'm like inviting like a bunch of our friends to come because like our, our games are usually pretty fun, and we were like we're gonna destroy this team. We had this game on Friday and then the championship on Sunday. We ended up losing like six to one on the Friday game. Didn't even make it to the championship. <laughs> yeah, I
2: told my wife to come last night and she didn't. And
0: I'm kind of she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Worked out exactly. So um, we'll transition here a little bit. So your Ashburn natives you, uh, played at Stonebridge, uh, George Mason. Uh, Talk about your hockey career a little bit. Like, where did you play uh, club-wise in Virginia, I guess? Did you play at Ashburn? Or, um, yeah, just just discuss, like, your youth level.
2: Yeah. um, So, I don't really know how I got into hockey. Uh, My dad followed it, obviously. And we were – I think we grew up – we grew up in L.A. So, I got to see Gretzky play, even though I was, like, four or five years old at the time. Uh, Moved to D.C. and um, played for the Reston Raiders, basically. My whole, like, mites through Bantam, midget, all that. Um, Played at Stonebridge. Got cut. First couple of years, I, I because I was gone just about every weekend for racing. Um, but then I moved down here. Uh, like I said, I played at Mason. I think I played my freshman year and my fourth and fifth years at Mason because my second and third years, I was so busy with uh, racing. Uh, but never really made like, you know, the, any of the little caps or anything like that. Unfortunately, I don't think I was ever that good at it. Never had great hands. So just basically had fun with it and uh, all the anger I ever had from being on the racetrack that you can't really take out on anybody. I just take it all on the ice.
0: There yeah. you go. So you just said you didn't have great hands. What was the best part of your game growing up, you think?
2: As stupid as it sounds, I was playing the body. Um, I was okay. kind of a at-home defenseman because I had literally no hands. I just honestly <laughs> constantly forgiving the puck away. Um, even at Mason, I was just like the fourth defenseman at the best, and I would just try not to screw up and get in the way of the offense, obviously. Get the puck
0: out of the, uh, yeah, get the puck out of get your off own the glass. High and hard off the glass, baby.
2: All day. <laughs>
1: Do you still uh, follow the Mason team at all? Do you go to the alumni game or anything like that?
2: I tried to, but they schedule it like every year for when we're in Daytona, mm. like, same week every year. And I'm like, if we're a week earlier, I could go up there and play in it. But I'd still probably be the worst person in the alumni game, and that's probably saying something considering how <laughs> I'm. <do. laughs>
1: so an- another interesting fact I-, I found about you was you played in the PIHA, the P-I-H-A, for the Potomac Mavericks. How can you talk about how'd you get into that? Like, how are you? get interested uh, in pro roller?
2: I actually don't really know. Um, like in high school, I was playing both ice and inline. line. Um, same thing with college, obviously, with Mason. But um, I think they just created that league. It might have created while I was there. Um, I know like Potomac Mavericks, Chantilly Mavericks, whatever they were, around yeah. um, for a few years as far as I remember. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty much on the minor league team because they had minor and major, and it was I got my collarbone broken, and I was like still going this way with my racing career. So that kind of ended my whole affiliation with that team. It was a lot right. of fun, though, but I got killed by, like, a 45-year-old redneck from Winchester or something. <laughs> he, he bodied me from, like, a he dumped it down, and I just broke my collarbone, got KO'd, and I was like, all right, that's it for full check in line.
1: Yeah, yeah that's all those Pro Roller League are is like, full check in line. They just want to yeah. destroy people.
2: 250 pounds man, I was probably 18 or something. So <laughs> through this, I'm trying to make NASCAR.
1: Right, yeah. Are you still playing inline? I'm sorry, good, AB. Did you start as an ice guy, or did you do roller first?
2: Uh, I started as ice. I started as ice, and then I think I kind of played both at the same time. Then I went to ice for a while, and then after college, I only played inline because there weren't really ice rinks near me, and uh, now there's no inline rinks near me, so now I'm only playing ice. Yeah, kind of crazy. So kind of getting into the
0: Caps here. I mean, today was the first day training camp. we got full rosters. They've officially been announced. I mean, what are your thoughts on this whole situation with the playoffs? And kind of what are you looking for from how the Caps into the season to how we're going to go into these playoffs now?
2: I think the Caps, I mean, you guys probably know more than I do, but it seems like they all start years off pretty strong. Um, yep. You know, one of the teams that they come out hot and tail off in what december january february Mm -hmm. um so i'd assume they'd come out hot but i saw interviews of like Marshan and all them saying they thought the young guys would come out better you know mcdave and all them i'm sure they've been skating quite a bit but hard to tell glad most of the team's still back um you know i saw penguins had what nine guys that are sitting out i think tampa had a handful the blues all got it because they all went to a bar together but (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I saw Judas was like not happy about coming back and a few others, but, um, at the end of the day, like I'm looking at it kind of selfishly, just like a lot of people are mm-hmm. like embracing work. We've been back full bore for a while now. Right. Like, going to Texas this weekend, which is probably the worst place to be going. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> selfishly, I'm like, Hey, if they, we can go travel to Texas and Florida two weeks, two of the next three weeks, then I'm sure these guys can go get pent up in a five-star hotel in Edmonton and Toronto and have a good time and you know, see once the Stanley Cup is half the teams are going to be gone in what a month, so yeah, yeah,
1: seriously, right?
2: But I'm really excited, I think the Caps got a good chance. Um, obviously, we don't have too many years left of prime time, Obi and Backstrom. It seems like Backstrom's kind of already gone off a little bit, so rooting for everything we can there,
0: yeah. So, when did you start getting into the Caps? What were your like first memories as a Caps fan? I mean, sure, it was like at a young age here in the area, obviously, and who are your favorite? players growing up as, while you were watching?
2: Um, I think, uh, I got into the caps probably like from the moment I moved there. So back in 93, um, and I took advantage of it back when they really sucked pre Ovi and they yeah. had college discount nights. I don't know how old you guys are, but it like we used to go there and it was 25 or 35 for lower level back when they really sucked. Yeah. And, uh, we'd go down there, we'd buy like six sets of them and then we'd sell them to people that weren't in college uh, and we'd make the money and we'd buy our tickets and get free dinner because they had chipotle gift cards i think with them too but um yeah i've been like a caps fan for as long as i can remember and uh growing up i loved bondra dale hunter um became friends with johnny erskine after um he oh, no play. way nice he was like one of my favorites because that was basically a legend like, yeah exactly just a guy that had stone hands and killed people on the rink
1: yeah that's your so player. you kind of mo- modeled your game after him you would say
2: uh, in a sad way, yeah. Um, may like, sad. We had um, had, we had like a very limited choice of jersey numbers. I picked twenty five because I was like, well, Tremere basically has the worst hands on the team at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll just pick that jersey. Um, but now i I've been rooting for uh, Brendan Dillon. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Stay at home defenseman, hard hitting guy, and he followed me on Instagram, and I've been messaging back and forth, and I'm trying to get make sure he resigns, but. Obviously we got a, long, a lot of young guys on B, so I'm trying to suck up and get my uh you know, all the tickets I can out of the caps. I was about to yeah, say you
1: got some good pulls so you I appreciate you that. trying to get Dylan re signed.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. No, uh, I I figured I love that guy. He seems like a good locker room dude. Yeah. So
1: Oh yeah. Down to earth for sure. For sure. So, pretty much every Caps fan's favorite
0: memory ever, favorite season ever was that 2018 Cup run. I mean, I saw some of your Instagram posts. Looks like you were down in DC for some of these games. I mean, take us through that Cup run. I mean, where'd you celebrate? Where'd you watch most of these games that And kind of what were your emotions like going through that whole playoffs? It,
2: it was everything I didn't imagine it to be because we were still traveling full time for racing. So, right. mm-hmm. five of the Stanley Cup, I was just getting off a plane in Michigan. Um, I got on the earliest plane and went to a bar where they were like doing karaoke. It was the only bar that had Stanley Cup. <laughs> there were a bunch of people singing, and I had to watch the cats raise the cup with like literally no sound. Like all the moments I had dreamt of my entire life, and I was just sitting in a random bar near Joe Lewis Arena or something, about to cry my eyes out.
1: Listening to some random person sing <laughs> yeah.
2: at a karaoke bar. Yeah. Some drunk guy just like. What a memory. Out. What a memory. Uh, they were singing, now yeah, what does the fox say as the cup was raised for the first time? <laughs> oh, my God. Ruining everything I've ever What does done. the oh. fox say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> were you silent or did, were you screaming or jumping up and down?
2: Like, just kind of like everybody else was. Like, I can't – I've only seen it in EA Sports video games for so long. So right. To see it in real life was, you know, crazy. Um, but I had a hookup through – I don't remember who, who I had a hookup through for the cup finals, but I went to game four. Um, nice. that next to Nate Schmidt's parents, which was freaking crazy because I was yeah. like cheering for them and then I, they were crying next to me uh, yeah. a lot. So, so I was like, oh, this kind of sucks.
0: So like, we wish you are on this side, but... <laughs>
2: yeah. And they were like, well, Nate, we <laughs> Tom Wilson now. was one of Nate's best friends. I'm like, all right, man, I'm just here to cheer on the <laughs> <laughs> Right?
0: They see him in the corner of the bar like jumping up and down screaming. It's like, listen, buddy, there's a list for karaoke. <laughs> Settle down, we'll get exactly. to you. Like, no,
2: no, we're like, I'm watching the game here. Yeah, um, but then... I guess they won. We finished it that weekend. I bought like a $1,000 with the Stanley Cup here, obviously. Yeah. I drove up to the parade. and I had to work that day, so I drove up that night, um, stayed with my parents, and then went to the parade and drove back overnight. Same thing with game four. I left straight from the rink and drove straight to the race shop the next day. I slept in my car for like an hour. Damn. Um, yeah, wow. it was, but it was worth it, obviously. Every moment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, definitely was. Um, you got a Stanley Cup-themed racing helmet. Let's talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah.
0: Signed, signed by the whole team. Yeah,
1: the whole team signed it. I mean, did you get it done before that, and then you kind of got in contact with somebody to get it signed, or how'd that?
2: Yeah, um, I had just had a helmet that was sitting around, and I was a lot of guys get helmets painted of what's you know means something most to mm-hmm. them. Um, I have a buddy that like, like a Blink One Eighty Two helmet, which looks badass. Um, I was like, well, I'm obviously going to get caps one, and he, the painter, kind of delayed it for a while. And I was like, hey, just hold it off for like a month now because I think the Caps had just beat the Penguins. And I was like, let's just see where this goes because I had not heard about it. And uh, yeah, then they won the cup and he, he painted it right up. And uh, the Caps posted about it. Um, obviously, Russian Machine did. Um, real good friends with those guys. Mm-hmm. And they all shared it nhl got word of it and then i tried to see if i could ship it up to them and have them just take a picture of it like in the cup or something mm-hmm. they offered to just have the whole team sign it so we sanded it down got them all to sign it and then glossed over it That's i'm sick. never wearing that helmet ever ever again. <laughs> it's yeah. just on display baby yeah it usually is sitting right here on the shelf we just uh-huh. in the process of selling this house so gotcha got it so packed I away check on it every day yeah basically
0: gotcha so how, how often are you able to get to, like, catch games now? I mean, you, you got to be pretty busy, but um, do you ever get to games?
2: Um, honestly, I get get to the games probably on the road just as much as I do back at uh, D.C. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I try to catch them. It's worked out a few times where I've caught them on the road, but um, obviously it's easier for me to drive two hours to Raleigh and watch them there. Even though Yeah, I was going to
0: ask how far you were from Raleigh because me and A.B. went down the game, the first game of the new year this year, and it was an awesome arena.
2: I've been there. Uh, For that one, because I went like the day after New Year's, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. We won four to two,
0: four to three or something like that.
2: I I was at that one. I was there when Wilson got tossed in the game prior. Um, But I hate all the Carolina Hurricanes. They're the
0: worst. (laughs) I really enjoyed $5 Bud Light Night, but they're the worst people ever.
2: Yeah, no, they – are generally uneducated about hockey. And they invited me out, um, ironically, about a year ago to do their, like, little siren to get the team out there. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I'll gladly do that. And then the playoffs happened. They blocked me on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> I had to like, issue an apology to even get back in the Did they? Really? So, yeah. I got into it. I got pretty drunk, I think, when uh, that Oshi Fogel hit happened. Oh, um, yeah, the <laughs> collarbone. <laughs> yeah. And then they were – obviously, when Obi knocked uh, Svechnikov out, they were all – chirping obi and i was like none of you guys know anything about hockey like, yeah this like, can ask That's
0: that's ex- that's exactly what i was like I-, I was getting into it with him on twitter and i, I freaked out because rod brendamore like started giving shit to, to oh, obi about the kid yeah i'm
2: like what the hell yeah. damn it grow yeah. up
0: <laughs> right Nice little where we got brewing now <laughs> exactly
2: yeah well like half the you know nobody here even knows hockey exists until something like that until they beat us yeah exactly yeah. everybody on the race shop was chirping me but none of them even knew the hurricane
0: yeah. AB's the guy on this podcast that does all of our twitter arguments for us so he's it's either yeah. vegas fans or carolina
2: fans and he just gets deep in the mud with them oh god yeah carolina is the worst for me probably just cuz i live here but
0: for me i'm i own vegas i own the vegas fans right now i'm i'm so far in their head right now i i have free real estate there
2: <laughs> i reverse jinx the captain. The 2018 because after they had lost what was it oh to Tampa um they lost what mm-hmm. five or six I went and bought a Vegas shirt I'm like fuck it I'm on the Vegas train now <laughs> <laughs> and then they won I'm like well I don't know what I'm gonna do with this shirt anymore trash
0: this shit uh, I don't need yeah, it,
2: exactly. it there's a golden misfit one um that I think Barso had put out right uh, yeah never put it on so, I guess I just first jinxed him to a cup. My so buddy it. actually
0: did the same thing. Griff, Griff Bear Anderson, he did the same thing where he, the actually at the very beginning of the year, he just bought a Vegas hat and he's like, fuck this, I'm a Vegas fan now. Yeah. And yes. then, and then like the Caps are in the Stanley Cup and he's obviously like, well, obviously I'm a Caps fan still. And I was like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know.
2: Yeah, same thing. Like, how do you think McPhee and Schmidt felt that for that, especially McPhee. He was around for so long and built yep. the team basically. they pretty
0: much put that team together for the most yeah, part.
2: Drafted basically the core of that
0: team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, just
1: couldn't get him over the hump.
2: Is that a state wars jersey behind you? It is. I, mean, I played for Virginia two years, I think. There, did you? One, yeah. Yeah,
1: those those tournaments are awesome. Me and uh, AB, we've done probably a handful of them—five or six now. And uh, oh, I
2: mean, on your Instagram story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our State Wars yeah. highlights. Yeah. Yeah. That was so much fun, though. But I mean, we, yeah, we can
1: get fun. you to join Team Maryland. We always got a spot open.
2: We <laughs> have like an immigrant that you can take on the Team Maryland that I'm totally in.
1: Oh, we, we can get you on for sure. Yeah. Do. Be
2: on the Nets, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. KP. The, yeah. They they still have them and they're, they're a good time.
2: Where are they at? They're, what year I played, I think, it was Illinois or Michigan? Uh,
1: yeah. I think this year it's back in Taylor, Michigan.
2: Okay. well. Yeah.
1: You know, but last
0: year wasn't in St. Louis. Yeah,
1: yeah. Last year was St. Louis.
0: No, 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 no. Actually, last year we drove to Ohio. I think it was somewhere in Ohio. No, it was
1: Illinois. Illinois. The hell knows. <laughs> it's it's usually it's usually <laughs> in the Midwest actually, area. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's
0: an eight hour drive for us. So it, was, it actually because we usually fly, but um, yeah, last year we we just uh, drove out there. He was like, oh, it's not that it's not too bad. So we just drove like pretty much half the team in our car. Cause
2: you only play with seven, eight players yeah, load up like an escalator or something. And just head down. Yep. That's not bad.
1: Mm. Um, so I know you were saying you got to mes- message Dylan. Have you got to hang out with any of the current players? Or I know you said you did become good friends with Erskine.
2: Yeah. What's funny is out of all the teams, I think I have like the least amount of hookups with the caps and they've like disaffiliated with me the most. Um, Like, Phoenix, Biz, um, Paul Bissonette invited me out. Like, we've hung out and done some stuff. Um, Wow. Chris Thorburn, when the Blues won the Stanley Cup, invited me out, took photos, had, like, spent the whole day with them with the Cup. Mm -hmm. How the hell am I getting to do any of this crap? When the Caps won, I didn't, like, get a single invite, which I don't expect, obviously. I don't expect at all.
1: Right.
2: Other than Brendan Dillon and Erskine and probably a few others, like, I I haven't really ever spoke to any of the Caps or gotten free tickets, which, once again, I don't expect at all. But – um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I, wish I, did. I wish I could meet Ovi because I know he's a big car guy. But, yeah, uh, I mean,
1: could you imagine Ovi in a race car?
2: <laughs> I think he'd just crash turn one, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you could give him some point. Yeah. Exactly,
2: yeah. No, but yeah. I, in the past, I've talked with some of them. Uh, they want wanted to do like track days and stuff, but obviously their contracts won't, won't allow for much. But Yeah, they right. won't
0: let you really get in that. They won't let the players get in a fast car.
2: No, definitely not. <laughs> but if anybody did, I assume it'd be Ovi.
0: Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, O doesn't he drive like 150 miles an hour on highways anyway? I heard, I heard he just has
2: yeah, a free reign. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, kind of transitioning though over to your your racing career. I mean, take us through how you got started. Like, did you start on like go karts as a kid, or uh, how, yeah, how'd you get started in racing?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm a third generation driver. Uh, my grandfather raced in 1950s. Um, ultimately, lost his life in a racing crash in 1958. The same year my dad was born so I don't know how my dad talked my grandma into letting him still race after she had just lost her husband um yeah. in a crash but in 89 I was born I started racing in 93 when I was four years old and uh, my dad kind of stepped out of it and uh like starting at four is obviously really young um yeah. and I basically had raced almost every week and probably 36 weeks 38 weeks a year um since I was four years old And kind of progressed from go-karts to quarter midgets, which are basically go-karts with roll cages over them. So if you flip, you don't break your neck. Um, Through Legends cars into NASCAR late models, and then um, went over to the road course racing side, which is like left and right turns versus obviously ovals. Mm. Um, Made a name for myself on that side of the motorsports world and uh, got a call because NASCAR happened to be at the same track as our road racing series was. Um, Made my first NASCAR start doing that. And then kind of literally just like anything else in hockey, I kind of grinded my career um, through racing because it's so dependent on sponsorship and having money behind you. It's unlike any other sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of these guys got to find $6 million per year. Just mm-hmm. to do the job. Um, it's not like if you have the talent, you go in there and you do it. it. That's what sucks the most about it is if I had $6 million, I could go in Steal Denny Hamlin's ride, or Kyle <laughs> ride. But, um, <laughs> we don't ask Alex Ovechkin, hey, find $10 million of sponsorship, and then you can come play for the Caps. It's just, uh, you make Caps, you're drafted. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of the state of the sport. You know, the teams spend $20, $30 million a year, so they have to get their money back somehow, um, which is kind of why I'm stepped aside for a little bit and just doing a couple races a year. <laughs> gotcha. So you almost have to, like, brand yourself out to these other companies, basically, you know? Is that is that? Absolutely, yeah. And it's all about connections, which is what's good and bad about it. Like a lot of guys that we race with, um, I have buddy, Michael Annette, who actually played hockey professionally as well. Um, his father owns one of the largest trucking businesses in the country. and uh, Oh, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and he's sponsored by Pilot Climbing J because they have a deal that they only stop at those gas stations. So they make their money back. Or you see a guy like Paul Menard who's sponsored by Menards. Like, yeah. oh, well, it makes sense how that guy has, you know, his money. But um, – <laughs> right. Like, I had to grind. I had a fraternity friend through Kappa Sigma at George Mason that hooked me up with one of my biggest sponsors, uh, Science Logic, which was that car right there. And uh, they got me a couple of my cup races. And then the chief marketing officer, unfortunately, left and went to another company. And when that happened, that basically cut my racing budget. And that's kind of why I'm basically a beer league hockey player, work, and race occasionally. Yeah. K- so, K- I mean... All right, no, go ahead. Go to KP.
1: Yeah. So like, when was it in your career that you were like, I want to make a living out of this? Like, I like going fast. Like what's, was it just the moment you started or?
2: Yeah. Like Ricky Bobby type stuff where I was like, I'm either going to play in the NHL or race professionally. And I should have picked the NHL cause I could at least had a chance. Now <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> you, talent, you make it, but um, like, I always wanted to race. Um, I think that's just cause that's closer to like my bloodline and, um, obviously like having asthma was one of the few things i could do other than hockey that kind of didn't screw up my lungs that bad which unfortunately it did, just because of all the exhaust fumes and everything else but yeah um it was just yeah it was something i fell in love with at a young age and unfortunately as it kind of grew it kind of grew to the point where you needed to have sponsorship to race and it kind of Mm -hmm. became more of a business and a sport unfortunately
0: so, I mean, you've raced a ton of different cars. I mean, going through your racing career kind of on Wikipedia so we can get the real hard-hitting news and facts about you. But, I mean, so similar to that, like, what's the favorite type of car you've driven and, or raced? And then same with the tracks because I'm sure you've raced everywhere from, you know, NASCAR Speedways to dirt tracks. So what are your two a, favorite cars to drive and uh, favorite tracks to drive on?
2: Yeah, um, I like the road courses a lot, the left and right turns. I know, like, the oval stuff um, – like NASCAR generally, if you watch it on TV and you don't have someone you're like actively rooting for, it's awful to watch. It's like bad. I, I don't ever try to defend if NASCAR is good to watch on TV, but anybody that ever hopped in a race car would be like, this is one of the coolest things ever. It's one of those things you have to stand mm-hmm. on or hop in a race car and be like, okay, I get what these people are going through. Yeah. Um, but I'd say from a road course perspective, it takes a lot more talent because – you have to brake, you're shifting, you're lifting, you have left-right turns, you have elevation change versus an oval, obviously, it's 500 laps around left turn. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of talent, but a very different level of talent. It takes away a lot of the uh, variables that you have at a road course. Um, so I'd say, like, Mid-Ohio um, was a truck that I always had a lot of fun at, and I raced these uh, prototypes for a, quite a few years, and we won a national championship doing that, and those things are just absolutely insane. A um, coupe. so if you guys ever Google that, it's Huh. Things I've ever driven. Um, Interesting. And that sort of stuff's fun. It's safe, but they're not like other than sounding cool. There really isn't much to them. They're just something you can hit a wall at 200 miles an hour away with and walk away. Yeah.
0: So one car you haven't driven but would love to drive. Type of race car.
2: Uh, I think like a GT race car, like an Audi R8, uh, like in what you'd call like the MSA series or uh, Le Mans type stuff. Mm-hmm. I think really cool. Just to drive like the street racing type cars. Mm-hmm because they're high horsepower they're no gotcha. like, very limited rules versus nascar you can't get too creative with stuff like if you can drive basically like a need for speed or yeah 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 I mean, i'm
0: personally a massive so i don't watch racing the only racing i watch is formula one and i'm all about to watch every race i mean could you imagine yeah. yourself getting in one of those cars and just buzzing around
2: then that, okay i screwed up i should have said <laughs> honestly like that would be because those things are absolutely insane Look how much they're in be, uh, how fast they, they are you could black out just by literally like coming coming in breaking really hard and all the blood rushes in front of your head and you just black out because all that force its like driving a fighter jet basically <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> all yeah. right so,
0: hockey players are pretty superstitious guys i mean at least most of them were born and bred that way but um for you like for a pre-race routine are you very superstitious like like a lot of hockey players are, or do you just, are you kind of just going about your day like as if it's an average day?
2: So unlike hockey racing, especially at like the NASCAR level, you don't really have a lot of time to yourself because it is so corporate based. Like typically on a cup race, so you'll get there around 7am um, and you're in like team meetings or track appearances three or four times in that like four hours before the race. So you have like sponsor suite, sponsor suite, sponsor suite, track interview, track interview, TV interview, driver's meeting, shove a sandwich down, piss, change, get in the car. Like, and you, Before you even realize that you're in the race car, you don't have like any time to get into rituals. Yeah. Like, The only thing you can really do is just buckle your helmet on the same way and sit in the car and yeah. kind of close your eyes for 60 seconds while the anthem's going on or something and get ready to go. But people don't realize how much crap you really deal with on race day. Like you're just trying to hydrate through four hours of standing outside talking to fans for the most part <laughs> before you lose 12 pounds in a race car. Yeah. It's really hot in there. You can't really—I mean, it's one hundred and thirty-five, <laughs> one hundred and fifty degrees, and you really—I yeah, can see it cooking up with all the shit you yeah. got onto. Yeah, you lose easy ten to twelve pounds some days. Um, so That's you fair. come out feeling like you had the worst hangover of your entire life, like you just chugged a handle of Everclear or something.
1: Are the race suits heavy themselves?
2: Yeah, I don't know how much they weigh, but they're about three or four layers thick. So it's like wearing two hoodies and sitting in a sauna with the right. that, that sounds. <laughs> yeah it's awful that's why like i'm like you know in hockey you get you know you break bones you you sweat and you're like all right i got a really good workout but in racing like you're dehydrated every race you feel like shit you can get carbon dioxide poisoning and you're either like fine or you're like concussed or dead there's like no real broken bones or middle ground you're just like alive or dead there's- jesus
0: <laughs> yeah like can you are you drinking like in the car when you're racing or no yeah
2: so um, typically you'll have like a Gatorade water mix with like a noon tablet, like a little hydrational tablet you just throw in there. Uh, um, but we've had races where like the drink bottle will fall over and then you're just fucked for four hours, <laughs> which I've passed out like on the racetrack before at Daytona, um, which sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Like, yeah. I obviously if it's 135, 150 degrees and you have nothing to drink, it's, yeah. or, you know, like get really really hot on the board it's sitting on and it'll be boiling hot you don't realize it till you go to drink it and it's boiling hot water oh damn that, that's awesome too yeah
0: i was gonna say that's even worse probably
2: <laughs> yeah exactly it's a lot of fun
1: <laughs> kp Bye. so since you're a hockey player and a race car driver what skills do you think correlate if any like do you take anything from hockey that you use of racing or racing that you with hockey
2: um, it sounds like the most basic answer, but I think slowing the pace down of things, like obviously everything happens very quickly in a race. Um, it doesn't look that way when you watch it, obviously on TV, but the same decision making you make to like avoid a crash or hit your line every lap is the same one you would do, you know, obviously pull the puck back, time it, um, hit the right pass, saw something like it all kind of is the same. But I think that's just kind of general across the board with sports. Um, patience is one thing. I think I learned a lot because in hockeys, you know, like I said, I kind of suck. So I'd make a quick decision, make the wrong decision. But in racing, you really, you can't screw up. It's not yeah. like you can miss your corner, crash, and be like, oh, okay, good. I'll just make the next lap better. Yeah, um, quick
0: decision and flipping a car is different than a quick decision and getting a minus.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can take a minus, but you don't really want to, you know, hit the wall 180 miles an hour or 200 mm-hmm. kill someone. So. I think pulling the game down is probably the one thing that translates just with a mindset thing. I think that's helped me in both sports.
0: right. so yeah, have you have you gotten into virtual racing, or like how how has that been going on with you this this year? Yeah,
2: yeah. so that's something I've kind of watched get developed over the last 15 or 20 years, <clears throat> and it's really cool. It's one sport that I feel like we can actually get very close to what we actually feel behind the wheel minus heat forces, heat, et cetera. Um, so I'm a big advocate for it. It's never going to be exactly like what we do in the race car because you don't. It's not. You know, you can have huge balls in a simulator. There's, yeah. there's no consequences. Yeah. To it with a reset button. Um, but I have a lot of fun going on there. Um, during the quarantine, I was on there racing probably 20 hours a week. But a lot of so you
0: have to like the whole legit setup and everything. We well, a cool picture, of, but it's that's uh, sick. I mean, really I've like, got I've got a wheel and the pedals, and I do Formula One online a lot, but it's probably well, nothing like yours. <laughs>
2: Um, I have a three-screen simulator sitting in storage right now. Uh, that works.
0: Oh hell yeah! Hell oh, yeah, so that that's legit. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's
2: like a little rocket ship. It usually sits in this room right next to me. Um, so it's like either Call of Duty or hop on there and run a few laps. But like it's it's a lot of fun because you can get on there and we can just be like, okay, I'm going to run Formula One at Watkins Glen. Okay, screw that, and I'm going to run Dirt Midget at this track. So you can mm-hmm. just go do everything you've ever wanted to. I can invite 30 of my friends in their race so we can have we've had friends come over here we just be like all right we're gonna take you know mario kart drinking contest we get to do a shot and see who can run the fastest lap and take another shot <laughs> mario kart on steroids so um it's really cool because i just don't think without that type of simulation anybody that doesn't race for a living or have those opportunities will ever understand what we do behind the wheel right uh, but like I said, never going to be 100%, but it's, it's so cool. And the fact that like NASCAR put them on TV and everything was mm-hmm. something no other sport can do because you're not going to see a lot of the NHL guys go and EA Sports it and have it be something you really want to watch.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, last thing I have for you is a quick couple rapid fire questions we'll toss your way. So, first one is Is Rubin actually racing? Yes.
2: Okay. Absolutely. Is it
0: true that if you ain't first, you're last? Back to the Ricky Bobby talk from earlier. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Do you think NASCAR would be faster if you could only turn right?
2: Ooh, I don't think any of these guys can turn right, so I'm going to go no.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> so fastest you've ever gone in a car?
2: 215-ish?
0: Uh, it's a oh, little no, sketchy. Um, if I, I looked down at the s- yeah. speedometer and saw that, I'd probably be shitting myself a bit. But.
2: And the, the fastest you go is generally right before you're about to turn or hit something, so you're not usually looking at, like, what would be a speedometer.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh Kind of going back to earlier too, if you could choose one cap to take around the track in a car, who are you who are you choosing? Ovi. Just for the life. Ovi.
2: And then, and then. That's an easy one though.
0: Which cap you think would be the best NASCAR driver? Backstrom. Backstrom? Okay. I see that. And then my last one do you drive your regular car to go get groceries and shit like that, like you do a NASCAR?
2: Or are you one of those guys that just goes like super slow? Back when I was like in Nova, yeah, I did. Um, I think I lost my license twice my first three or four years um because i was a complete idiot and uh as you know like anything over 80 in virginia is a i think a what is it like a felony
0: yeah they pretty much try to throw you in jail for manslaughter i got
2: a bunch of those um so i lost my license a lot and then i grew up now i'm like a ticket every other year type of guy i still Mm -hmm. have super brz so it's nothing cool
0: you just accidentally show him your nascar license or your like racing license you're like oh whoops wrong one
2: it sounds cocky but like at some point when you're going like 150 200 like 89 you know 100 doesn't feel that fast on the highway yeah you're like oh right. for the point of going to jail for that one and
0: when i literally have race cars i can do this in for fun uh KPAB, anything else from
1: you guys uh yeah real quick so i've been to some race car or some nascar events uh, i've been to dover and i've been to richmond is there any other tracks that are definitely like a, a good experience that i should check out
2: yeah actually um the two tracks that are probably second closest to there at martin's own bristol bristol was like our short track racing, beating and banging, fights, everything. Um, that's actually coming up in two days. Um, Martinsville, same thing. Like, they're both just half-mile racetracks where people will literally beat the shit out of each other in the car, out of the car, fights in the stands, and they tailgate their ass off. So those are, like, some of the coolest races to go to. Talladega is, like, a redneck frat party. Um, mm-hmm. So you'll see shit you never want to see again in your entire life and stuff that you're going to want to tell all your friends about. But Dover is probably one of the coolest because of how fast we're flying there. Um, I've blown a right front there and about killed myself. And when you hit there, it hurts real bad. Do
1: you guys call it the monster mile as well? Or is that no, just?
2: We no, just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: I've been there a couple of times. It's it's a cool track.
2: Yeah. It's really cool. Cause there's not a lot of tracks that are only a mile long. that we're Right. Like 180, 190. In, and that's flying. That's probably the fastest track like that as far as feeling goes, because you drop two stories into the corner and bounce back up two stories. Every lap for 500 laps or whatever they run there is the most grueling track. US. like, a crew chief goes, like, hey, how's the car? And you're like, oh, the car's okay. <laughs> and you're like, you trying to catch your breath from getting compressed with, like, all of your lung getting squeezed out of you. And uh-huh. Absolutely crazy.
0: Um, what's the – at the end of August, what's the race down in Florida? Uh, I think
2: at Daytona at the end of – Um, like the playoff cutoff race, I believe now. Is that what it is? Around, yeah.
0: Because I'm actually – well, I'm moving down in Florida uh, next month, and all my buddies are flying down um, to go to that race. So I'm thinking about – I'm probably going to go to that race.
2: They're going to have fans because Florida doesn't give any craps. No, (laughs) exactly. Um, What part of Florida are you moving to?
0: Uh, St. Pete.
2: Okay, yeah, go ahead on down, man. Uh, Daytona (laughs) is, like, is one of the best races. Um, It's going to be boring for maybe – Two hours or the four hours or whatever it is but be shit. drink enough it's exciting yeah. yeah yeah drink enough huge crash somebody could end up in your lap you never know
0: yeah you never know so my last always, last question is right so last last question i'll go back to the formula one i don't know if you watch it at all but if you do you do you have a favorite driver in there
2: uh if i answer i know it's gonna be a wrong answer because i haven't watched in probably two years mm-hmm. on the weekend but i'm gonna, i'll just say it was hamilton
0: there it um, is the I'm easy pick
2: Schumacher, mocker and like oh yeah um, but i just don't watch racing i literally watch hockey or netflix this so
0: you're so you're the kind of like since all you do is pretty much race like, it's a fun, if it's on tv you're like i'm not fucking watching that I yeah, t- change the channel
2: the race like the xfinity race they like hey you see that what do you think of that i'm like i, I have no idea what mm-hmm. I'm, it. <laughs> I'm in a garage all
0: day i don't care to watch anymore <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, literally, I'll be playing Call of Duty or just texting friends. I don't, I don't like watching racing. I did when I was racing more often, you know, studying stuff. But right, right. it's so easy to wear yourself out of that crap. I never yeah, used to understand why NHL players didn't watch hockey, but I totally get it. You get so sick of being in that So world. sick
0: of it. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Like I said earlier, you got a big men's league game to get ready for. you race the two a 2-0 skid, I guess you guys are wrong. But Ryan Ellis, man, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, we look forward to watching you and keeping in touch with you and everything.
2: Of course, thanks for having me on, guys. Really
1: appreciate hey, it. Man. All
0: right, thanks again to Ryan Ellis for coming on, guys. I mean, that was a fun interview with him. It was a good time. Uh, ABKP, thoughts on it?
1: Finally found a stay-at-home defenseman for my state wars <laughs> hockey team, so <laughs> it's perfect.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, super dope. I felt like we became best friends with him during the interview. It was, it was awesome. we were just shooting the shit, talking about hockey. I mean, play for. He just seemed like players.
1: another hockey player.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, literally all it was. You, Play for Wrestling Raiders, which is kind of tight. I mean, I can't, I, he said he didn't make his
1: Stonebridge team, which was kind of hilarious. Well, that, he said it was because he was going traveling oh, on the weekends racing. and he yeah. was, like, never there with racing and stuff. Yeah. Which is understandable.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was super cool guy. I mean, never thought we would have a NASCAR driver on the Trippin DMV podcast. Or, yeah, it was awesome. He's a very cool dude. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome guy. Yep. So let's move on here. We brought it up last week about if NHL guys would be opting out the return to play. Uh, Cause we've seen a shit ton of NBA players do it. We've seen a ton of MLB players do it, but like you said, AB, there's that code in hockey almost. Well, we've got a couple of names, one of them, former capital defenseman, Mike green. So if you don't remember Mike last season, he kind of, uh, he kind of got that virus that hit his liver pretty good. Uh, he's got the two young kids he missed a ton of time last year with the Red Wings when he got that disease that hit his liver. So he's he's kind of nervous about it, and he's making a smart choice and staying home, and he's obviously upset about it. And he was excited to play in the playoffs with Connor McDavid and stuff like that. So Yeah, he hasn't played in the playoffs probably since he was left. Cap. Yeah. So he's 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 out. Uh, we also saw Travis Hamanick of the Flames say he was going to sit out, but he's got a young daughter who's with some health issues, so smart on his part too. Uh, so, A, B, K, P, thoughts on guys that are, you know, starting to pull out for, you know, intelligent reasons here.
1: Yeah, it sucks greens pulling out. I would have loved to see him playing with McDavid, saucing the puck over to him. Um, so, so that sucks, not not being able to watch him. But, I mean, health is first, definitely. So, they're doing the right things. And I think all the NHLers are going to take the right precautions uh, that have kids and other health scares. So, good for them, man.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like – Yeah, it sucks, and like, – but... yeah, us as fans obviously are like the most selfish people about this whole situation. Cause we just want people to like put their lives in danger for our entertainment. And a lot of it is like, we have to like almost look at like these, these are real human beings. Like they, they have to make the best decision for their, for their families and the safest decision. So we, we can't be like ragging on like these, these guys telling them like, you got to play, you got to play, you got to play when, when, Again, they're risk. They're at this point. This is a life or death situation. At some points,
2: mm-hmm. but just
1: but just even think about how hard that is. Like you, as a hockey player, you know you want to play hockey. You know yeah. these guys. Just they don't care about them. They Mike Green wants to play some fucking hockey, probably. Yeah, but it's 100%. good on him for taking his health first and being smart about it. And I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, Kyle, you 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 kind of been through
0: that situation last year at State Wars, like where it was it was fifty fifty all the way through, but. Then you just you were like, oh fucking, I'm playing.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And in the <laughs> NHL. You you give me a chance, I'm in. I'm in there. I'm gonna sneak in. I'll, yeah, take, also, I'll, ta- I'll take a hit. You also don't have
0: a uh, a wife and kids right now yet. Right.
1: So, so Caps hit us
0: up if you need black aces because KP plays through injury and I can sauce bucks from the dock into a small net. Nice. Right? Is what it is. So a guy that's going to be leaving the bubble in September, probably, probably conference finals if we're still in it, which we sh- obviously will be because we're the Caps. So Carl Hagelin, he's having his second kid in September. The NHL says you're allowed to leave the bubble for personal reasons, but you have to have two negative tests to re-enter, So you'll miss like two to three days. So the NHL did list becoming a father as an emergency and family situation like I said, they got a test. They got a quarantine. They got a test negative a couple times, I think two to four times over a two to four day period, whatever it is. So Haglin will miss some time with us, but I mean, he's having the birth of his kid and Oh, my neighbor, Carl Haglund. Sorry. I forgot to bring that up. My neighbor, Carl Haglin. How are you? But uh, yeah, so we might be losing Haglin there in the conference finals. So KP back to your black aces comment. We might see there, there might be our situation where McMichaels can pop up and play a game or two on that third line. Very
1: true. Yep. I do like this. I, I may be very superstitious, but I'm also a Nationals fan. Last year, one of our relief pitchers, Huddy, had a kid during the Nats run. He missed some time, so maybe with haggling doing this, it's a uh, you know some some gods, some hockey gods, baseball gods giving us some luck, and I like it. And I think you know two negative tests, you're back in. He probably wants to be tested anyway to be there around his child for the birth. So, yeah, I guess I it'll guess- work out.
0: When, when we mentioned beforehand, I was like, wait, does that mean he's done done for the rest of the playoffs after that? But I guess you kind of answered it where he can come back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, congrats – well, a future congrats, I guess, to Haglin on their uh, their unborn child right now. But You can say congrats on the sex. Yeah, congrats. Congrats on the sex. Again, Again. for the second time. Um, but, yeah, I guess I uh, didn't even really think about that when we were talking about McMichael. That's a spot where, yeah, I could see him actually filling in right there. The third um, line Playing with Lars and, and Kovalchuk. Or maybe, I don't know if you shuffle kinda, stuff around. Yeah, shuffle around there and maybe switch OV to – or Covey with the OV Koozie. Mm, the Russian with, three, baby. Play Wilson with McMichael, give him some space. You got. You Lars never out. know. You never know. The a responsible line right there if you have Lars and Wilson. That's a, a very defensively responsible line. And mm-hmm. then you have McMichael as a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate, hate it. it. I mean, speaking of that Russian three, I mean, <laughs> social media has been filled with the Russian five. Have you guys been seeing these videos and pictures? I think I, I saw just, something oh, on TikTok.
1: Yeah. I think so like, it's... That's off little girl.
0: It's Koozie's little daughter, and then it's Koozie, Ovi, Kovi, Orly, and Sammy. And it's just, these five are just, like how much Russian gas is going on in this living room where these guys are just ripping TikToks off. It's hilarious as shit, dude. Because They do the dude. one where it's like, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but yeah, they're doing the dance. Look it up. We'll put it in the blog today uh, when we post the stuff about the episode. It, but it's fucking hilarious. I don't know if this is – because I actually haven't – I'm not a huge TikTok guy. I, I don't have it. So Nope. Fine guy. Fine till I uh, die. Like, it got progressively worse and worse, like, like by far, like when they yeah. did the dance move. Like, like Koozie's was like – he ripped it. I was like, ah, oh, oh, he, he looked decent doing it. OV was, was like, yeah. It looked kind of bad, but it still looked all right. And then the the last three was just fucking awful. Kovachov doesn't know what he's doing. And Samsonov doesn't even do the dance that they're, like, supposed to do. He just kind of, like, jumps in and goes,
1: "Yeah, he looks scared. Yeah. He looks scared. He, like, ran up. I
0: was was like, what's happening here? I I didn't know if that was part of the TikTok where it's supposed to get progressively worse, or they just – I don't think so. It's five (laughs) Russian hockey players. Jesus Christ. It was But, I mean – that's making me feel good. Like I said, every time I see one of these videos of the Caps at practice buzzing around, I see a video like this with the five Russians just buzzing around together. I'm like, Ha-ha. Kovalchuk scoring twenty, Ovi scoring hundred, and Kuzi's just having the best playoffs of his career. The other thing is, uh, I was gonna say I didn't say this during the interview with Ryan Ellis, but um, like he was, he's was talking about trying to get connects with them or whatever. But like, obviously, mm-hmm. like not, he's like, I'm not like at like I shouldn't be like looking for asking for it. But like, he's like, I'm gonna do anything I can at that point. The reason why he doesn't have that many, he has more like connects through away teams is because half the fucking team's Russian. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't just hang out with Russian guys all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. so like he he has no idea like what the fuck they're saying half the time. So it's like, that's, that's probably why. Yeah. So, I mean, the Russian five is looking awesome. This, the TikToks are fucking hilarious. Like it's all good stuff. Uh, last thing that I have, That we can bring up here is so the Caps are doing, still like doing these fun polls on Twitter and like they did the Jersey Madness, this, that, and the other. So they put one up. It's choose one, two, or three, and it's all pictures of Ovi with visors on. So one is like rookie year Ovi where he is like the mirror. Two is when he was still at CCM. It got, he got the semi darker one. And then three is current day Ovi. And Ovi responds saying that number one is the best, the one with that he just looked like the fucking Terminator with the mirror on him that Marty Berdur complained about yeah um it was the best back then if he had it now i would say he looks like a douchebag i'm not gonna lie but 18 year old ov was awesome as shit in that thing yeah it was it was it was dope back then well again back then like i mean you know how like styles change throughout like like swag kind of changes throughout like like throughout time basically and Back then I just remember everyone who had like a tinted visor was dope as fuck. I was like, Oh, that guy's mm-hmm. that guy's got a lot of swag. That guy's probably really good. And then as time like then Carlson uh, Carlson comes in with the, the fucking full on tilt. Mm-hmm. And then that and then that was a swag. Like it always changes. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I mean like back then it was super tight. But if you had it today, I bet everyone would be like, "Look at this yeah. dude's bag!" Yeah, out here. but like, it was just—it just, just kind of slaps different that when eighteen-year-old Obi was firing up the ice, and all you saw was a visor, a tongue sticking out, and then the fucking puck was just whizzing yeah. by your ear and going in. Uh, yeah, tongue sticking out, him going between the legs around a defender, and then top Teddy. Mm-hmm. KP, which one was your favorite?
1: I mean, probably like the rookie season. He, I, that's when I think he had the most swag. Yeah, your swag never dies, baby. You know my swag, not my story.
0: Talking to Jersey back then. Oh, firing it up on all cylinders. But, yeah, I think I read that when they did have that vote that the owners or GMs voted 29-1 to 1 to ban it, and the only person that didn't was McPhee. <laughs> He's okay. like, no, nah, we like Obi having it. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get whatever my guy wants. That's We're going to try to give right. it to him. So that's all I got hockey-wise, jetty-wise, everything else. Uh, you guys got anything else? No, that's it, man. That's all we got. We got a new outro song here. AB found it. We were buzzing it this weekend, and we found that it's not copyrighted on YouTube. We don't think so. We're going to let it fire up right here. Peace out, boys.